What up, what up, what up, what up? This is She Gets It Podcast. My name is Shan. This is a podcast where we talk about everything without limitations because everything needs to be talked about. All the things you do, all the things you know. What up, though? Let's go. What up? It's Shan, aka Who is Shan, the She of She Gets It. If it's your first time coming through, what's good? If you know your way around the She Gets It pod, get comfy. A free space to speak on whatever is on my mind, what's new, and whatever I'm looking forward to, to get into. Um, What can I say? I post when I post. I've been consistent, so you don't ever have to worry about, where's she at? Where to post? She been quiet. I'ma be here. With all of that said, let's get into tonight's topic. We all have wants and needs. What we have like set up in order to grow or to make money or to get a house or to get a car. We all take time away from doing what we want to do the things that we need to do in order in order to get what we want, right? But how will we grow wealth? How will we grow um, interest in the things that we like to perfect them, to make them better? And how can I really get that car that I've been dreaming about or that house that I've been wanting for my family or to make sure my kids will never have to work as hard as I work? I have to sacrifice. And I would have to say throughout my life, I've been forced to sacrifice and I've taken the idea of sacrifice as something that you have to do all the time in order to have good things or in order to appreciate something good. So when it comes to um, time, before I had kids, I always kept three jobs in rotation. One, early in the morning, possibly overnight, doing like product placement or um, moving around a store doing, you know, merchandising. Uh, After class, taking a job during the day or interning at an office, making money on the side and a night job that goes into the morning. I've always had like three jobs on rotation because I felt like if I wasn't working, if I wasn't making money, if I wasn't creating, I was wasting my time. So, you know, from talking about moving to Atlanta to moving to Atlanta, did it. From talking about attending college to graduating college, did it. Working through college with no breaks, I never took any semesters off. That requires focus. Like, I have so many friends that took semesters off or went to school abroad, came <clears throat> came back, didn't want to be there, took a break, graduating um, with a BA in fine arts. That meant a lot to me. Um, sticking to my plan and moving back to PA to try to find a job, that didn't work. So I had to suitcase it and move to... New York, where I was sharing a room in Queens with my cousin 
after a while that didn't work so I moved with another cousin that was insecure and felt like because I was so focused on just working and not hanging out and not gossiping and not going out with her that I must have felt like I was quote-unquote better than her like all that drama was sacrificing still living out of a suitcase because I was sharing a side of the bed um with one of her kids uh in that apartment then moving into a room in the Bronx from one of my uh, friends that I was working with in uh, Atlanta that had moved back to New York which was great because that was like the first time I could actually unpack my suitcase and put some of my things in the closet Living out of a suitcase is so frustrating because every time you want to go somewhere, every time you take a shower, every time you're getting ready for work, you got to either iron on the bed because there's not enough room to peel out the iron board. You got to take all your stuff out. You got to try to not wake up somebody. You got to try to put it away or put it in a place where it's not in the way. It is so frustrating living out of a suitcase. So finally, I unpacked my stuff and I put it in the closet. The room wasn't that big, but it was good enough for me. You know what I'm saying? All I had to focus on is piece by piece getting like my space together. Taking the, what is that, the four train all the way to Brooklyn to go to Ikea and get me some form of a chair to sit at my desk with or going to Soho to go to what is that Staples to get like a office chair to be comfortable to sit at at my desk or um going to my friend's house in Soho at their apartment because it was easier to get to the West Village to go to work or it was easier to get to Times Square from there to go to work now, ideally, yes, I'm um, thank God I was on the six train to be able to go to work and not all the way to hell uh 241st in the Bronx because that was hell by itself. Walking through the snow, walking through the rain, walking when it's late as hell and those Jamaicans is downstairs right at the step when you dress like because you're coming from Manhattan working at Duty and Burke dressed up and you got to worry about them talking to you. You got to worry about them wanting to get your number every day. Like it was so frustrating, but that I knew why I was doing it. So I kept doing it. I kept staying at it. I kept focusing. You know, I, if I got bored with one job, I went to the next job. I worked in uh, Williamsburg at the vintage shop. I love vintage shopping in Williamsburg. Williamsburg is just like on like another type of peace level level within New York. Like it's a calm but you have like Hasidic Jews. You have like people that have houses and a little bit of yard. Then you have like good pizzerias. Then you have Criff Dogs. I think that's the name. Where they have like different types of like hot dogs and good hash browns. Then you have like um good pizza spots where you could buy a slice of pizza you don't have to buy a whole pizza then you have like um just like different stores and shops and furniture stores there was like a park there that you can take like kids to I would take my nephew there sometimes when I would get him from Queens like everything you you probably had to go out your way to go to a different area to experience 
a new experience. But to me, it was worth it. To me, it was the experience of being out of your comfort zone, trying something new. You weren't going to see the same people every day, so that was your chance to do it different every day. Every day was like a new moment for me. So I have a... I will always have a love for New York, but now it's just like... To raise kids in New York, it's a different type of prep, honey. (laughs) It's a different type of prep. Like, in order for me to go back to New York, I would have to be able to own a home uh, to get my kids into a decent school and to work a job where I can drop them off and pick them up, which is hella unrealistic unless the job wants you that bad that they will work around your schedule. But just a fantasy of mine. Um, you know, finally just getting the comfort to be able to sleep, that took a long time for me. Um, you know, working at Dooney and Burke on 60th, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed the people I met, the friendships I had, uh, working at House of Darion as an intern. What up, Jamie? Um, and that was because... When I was working at Rockwear's office, um, my one of my managers knew someone at that office. And, you know, if you go into Manhattan, House of Darion's office is kind of like diagonal on the same street to Rockwear's office, um, which he has <clears throat> the 38th floor. And, you know, they send products back and forth. So... Just being exposed to that, having awareness about how that works, how um, owners come into the store and view certain things. I enjoyed the exposure. I enjoyed working at a vintage shop in Brooklyn. I enjoyed um, doing visuals for a boutique in the West Village. I enjoyed being able to go in Mark Jacobs' shop in the West Village and always... uh, being excited to see what new product he has coming out that's not so high-end that you can't afford it. I miss dearly going to Magnolia's Bakery. That line will be wrapped around the corner, honey. Me and uh, my friend Sarah would run on the west side, you know, go running for exercise. And after our run, walked our asses, our fat asses. Not my ass, because my ass is not that fat, but her ass is like five asses. Two magnolias and get some banana pudding, knowing damn well we done wasted all that running. But I enjoy being able to, you know, go there. I enjoy being able to go to Insomnia's Cookies late at night in Soho. I enjoy things being open late. Um, I enjoy getting... You know, different snacks from Dwayne Reed. Just being exposed to people that really take time and take pride in what they're wearing. Yes, I wasn't as comfortable being where at home where I slept. But the fact that I'm 
trying to balance do you want to be comfortable and bored or do you want to be a little bit uncomfortable and be exposed to so many different options and so many different people I chose at that time to be exposed to so many different people and options which I'm glad I took a leap on and a lot of my friends you know in Atlanta or in Philly they didn't understand like why are you wasting your time interning why are you wasting your time, quote unquote, doing work for free? Interning is not about doing free work. Um, interning is about an experience and what you do with the experience and what resources you use and people being exposed to your work ethic that can help you um, later on. That's what interning is about. Even when I was interning at Bakir, I enjoy being exposed to the whole process of designing and uh, product placement when you would give it to the blogs for like magazines or having uh, exposure to those meetings about the leathers that was coming up for the next season or setting up the um, packaging for shipping to go out or, you know, just knowing the routine of the office, setting up, setting up the showroom for viewings or organizing the uh, handbag closet so it's accessible and everything's prepared for that day to run right. All of that, you're only going to appreciate that when you get to a high level by experiencing it because you know what it takes in order for you to have a quote unquote great day. In business, you know what it takes for uh, things to be where it needs to be in order for that meeting to go right. You know what it takes for different angles of a handbag to be shot in a way where it's going to make someone want to buy it when they see it on the website. All of that I was exposed to. I took the time and months to go ahead and share my time with companies in order to see how it works, to see what it did. And I appreciate that. Yes, that was a sacrifice of my time and my quote-unquote comfort, but I enjoyed my time in New York. You know, when it got to a point where I couldn't bear the city, I never had to check my bank account. The fact that I was always working, I was just like, I know I got money. Swipe. I know I got money. ATM, give me some money. Just name the dollar amount. I could pull it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't worried about that. I wasn't worried about, oh my God, what time am I going to get off the train? I felt so comfortable in New York that I would walk anywhere at any time of the morning, at any time of the night, off the train through the city. Way more comfortable than I do now living in Georgia in the South. Like I want to dare walk certain places in Georgia by myself at a certain times of night because people here really don't have nothing to do. People here aren't really as busy as people in New York are. They watch people. They observe people. They watch people's houses. They go into people's houses. People in New York just know if you're going to come at them, you better come correct and you better be ready. It's a different type of mentality. So my comfort level and what I'm used to is super different. You know, when I uh, got tired of being in the city, I just catch a flight fly down here to Atlanta, see some people's, get my strokes in, 
and dip. Yes, I said it. Get my strokes in. Because I really wasn't into dating in New York. So I just dealt with who I knew in Atlanta. And I flew the hell back home. And I acted like that never happened. Even with me flying back home to the airport. I never had to ask anybody to take me to the airport. You hop your ass on the train. Or you call a dollar taxi. And you take yourself to LaGuardia. And you go take your flight. Or JFK, whatever you got to do. Take the E-train and go to JFK. Um, If I wanted to go see my family in Philly, I would just hop on the China bus for, what, $10? The Apex bus, take me to Philly, get off in Philly downtown near the Greyhound uh, train station. If my cousin was like, oh, I'm coming, I knew that was going to be an additional hour and a half, and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just get on the uh, train. Um, that's near, <clears throat> what is it, near the gallery. I'm going to take the train near the gallery. I'm going to take it all the way um, to 50, either 56 or 52nd. And then I didn't have any problem walking short blocks to the house. Like, I was so focused on whatever I wanted to fucking do, living in the city and living in New York and living in Philly, that... I didn't need anybody for nothing. I didn't need a car. I didn't need all this extra shit that I have now where now I have a car. Now I have a house. Now I have to have insurance. Now I have to have a renter's insurance. Now I have to have a job that gives me hella benefits. And now I have to keep one job because I can't have three jobs in rotation having two kids. Like, that shit is impossible. I would never see my kids. They would never see me. And because I come from a family of Jamaican women, I know what it's like for them to be the nannies or the... the uh sitters to wealthy people that work around the clock and don't get to see their kids where she ends up raising their kids and I don't want I don't want anybody else to raise my kids I want to raise my kids and I want my kids to be exposed to their father and their family like that's what I want if I wanted to have kids for the sake of saying hey I got a kid and have somebody else raise them because I could pay them then to me I'm missing out on moments that I need to share with my child I don't want to be like you know what my child had a great life because I could afford a, a great nanny that's not what I wanted and um I took the time to yes have whatever relationships with people um I wanted and I valued all my relationships that I've had over the years like even um my fam here like I always value their relationships I always value my friendships not everything lasts forever You know, me flying out to L.A. to see if that was somewhere I would want to live. And it just, me just not seeing it, that was an experience. Or me thinking about possibly living in New York for the rest of my life and that not working out. Because one thing that New York does to you is humble your ass because New York is so many different things and different elements that even when you come like 
towards the city and you see that skyline. It's so fucking big that any idea you think you had that you were about to get out here and shut the city down, that city will fucking check you. Not saying that your ideas aren't great, but it just lets you know that, oh, you won and a million. Please step in line. Take your ticket. Because everybody's here trying to show and prove. So if you better come, you better come correct. All of this shit was BK. Before kids. And I really miss like immersing myself in all the art in New York. When you go to Williamsburg, there's fucking graffiti art everywhere. When you go to um, Brooklyn, there's art. When you go to the West Side um, in Manhattan, it's nothing but galleries, free galleries that you can fucking walk through and just view art and be an experience. Uh, I think it's like every Thursday they have like uh, different gallery showings that you can go to. And I don't know. I just miss it. I miss the exposure. I love it. And... I don't think a lot of people that live other places get the fact that you have to put yourself in a situation to sacrifice some form of comfort in order to get a better experience of what life has to offer. Like I gave up living easy for an experience. I gave up living near uh, the shallow end of life for an experience. I took chances every fucking day. I gave up comfort in order to find my own way of doing things. Now, sacrificing for me now with kids is a challenge because I have to include them in my creative moments. When I want to look away from the world, they are with me. When I just want to be in my own bubble... They pop in my bubble and they coming up in my space. Monday nights, you know, I read. So they are in the bed before eight. Um, I try to read new books to them every night. We go to the library. Um, I try to take time to look at articles and read Startup Magazine and see what's the up and coming thoughts and new creatives coming to light and just product on the way and how people get to the point of developing new ideas. I try to not incorporate a lot of TV. Um, If I'm on the phone, I'm getting straight to the point of why I'm on the phone. There's no like uh, a lot of chatting going on on my cell phone. I love to write. I'm in here painting. I actually have a show that's coming up. Um, Well, by the time you hear this, it would probably already pass. But, you know, me just preparing for that show, like, it's a different type of sacrifice, but right now, the only thing that I'm sacrificing right now is my want to just do Chantal and my want to go to hell to sleep because there's so much that I need to fit into the day. You know, the time will never be right if you idle. If you're sitting in life and you're idling and you're saying, oh, I'm gonna, or one day I will, it's never going to be right. What you have to do is value your time, 
be an example of dedication because your kids are watching. Teach your kids to be within silence. Sometimes I have to turn the fucking TV off. I have to tell them to chill on the toys. We color in here. We draw, listen to music in here. We just, I try to expose them to different elements of being within their space. Um, And you have to figure out that the choices you make, your kids will not always enjoy your choices. And that's cool too. But they have to understand that there's a time and a place to have their way and there's a time and a place where they won't have their way. And so I try to expose them to that. Discipline your kids and love them after you discipline them to let them know that, no, it's not that I don't like you or I don't love you anymore, but... There's a certain way to go about certain things. This is what you did. This is what I didn't like. And take some time away from being in the rotation. Like, I know life with kids is a fucking rotation. And I try to take um, time out from being so stuck in, like, robotic mode when it comes to my kids that... um, I just focus on, you know, when was the last time I did this? When was the last time I did that? Um, But, shoot, that's what you got to do. So when it comes to, like, savings, uh, well, let's talk about, like, savings um, are going to be easy when you chill and when you have kids because every time I would go out before I had kids, BK, um, in New York, I'm just like, can I afford to leave the house today? Because when you're in New York, I don't care what the fuck you do, unless you're going to steal everything throughout your day or hop over the train thing to take the train, you're going to spend money. It's going to be damn near $3 to get on the train. Damn near $3 to get back on the train when you get off. Then you're going to want to eat. Then you're going to want to possibly buy something you see. Then you're going to want to come home and you're going to spend some more money. And then you have to figure out, do you have toilet tissue to wipe your ass? Do you have rent money? Do you have this? Do you have that? And it's just like, damn, I'm only spending money. Now, when you have kids, a way that you save your damn money is to stay in your house. So I try to... um, be resourceful of what I can do at home that's fun with the kids. So I spend more time at home. Um, I try to cut out um, the wants that can wait. So that's a way that you can save. Um, When it comes to TV apps, games, going out, coffee, drinks at night, vacation, big purchases, shoes, new shit, but not needed shit. Just think about it before you spend the money and save your money. Because when it comes to kids, kids are not predictable as they grow. They're going to get sick and then you're going to be out of work. I'm out of work a lot when my kids get sick. Um, Luckily, I work jobs where they understand that. It's not really a big deal, but I always feel guilty when I'm not working. When it comes to... Um, taking time out for shit you got going on. And then when, let's say you have car issues, you got to take time off. You got to text your boss, all that shit. Like, mm. to save money 
as an adult doing a lot of shit on your own that you shouldn't be doing on your own is such a hassle. It's such a, a frustration. And when it comes to summertime, if you can't afford to take your ass to the gym and work out and um, eat right, then work out outside. Take your kids to the park. Um, make it like a fun thing. Have a jogger stroller. Push them in the stroller. And if it gets to a point where you have a goal set aside to possibly get a house next year or get a new car, you got to buckle down and budget. Like, there's so many videos on YouTube about budgeting, if you're serious. There's so many um, free printable forms that will help you budget. And it's a different beast to see how much you spend written down on paper. So if you can get to a point where you can do that for yourself, I suggest everybody do it because when it comes from sacrifices and savings, everybody needs to be saving something and sacrificing a lot to get the things that they want because if you're not sacrificing shit and you think all the good stuff that you want is going to fall from the sky one day or you just about to marry some gazillionaire and he about to give you everything you want. Good luck, mother sucker, because that's probably not coming. It's just probably not going to happen. So um, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to prepare for how I want to live when I'm in my 40s, how I want to live when I'm in my 50s, what I want to do when I'm in my 60s, when my kids get out my house, possibly after 25, and they are, you know, set up in a way where they can depend on themselves to survive in this world. My ass doesn't want to be at an office working. My ass doesn't want to be at a job slaving, talking to customers that I don't even like. I want to be traveling. I want every time when my kid calls me and it's not an emergency, I'm on a boat or I'm in the middle of Greece somewhere where I'm not getting good reception. Call you back. You got to think about the things that you want for yourself, for your future, and grind that shit out now. Like I spent a lot of my 20s grinding shit out. That's the time that you're supposed to hit the ground running. Make your jobs your damn kids. Because when I tell you, if you think about going to college, Navient is coming for your neck for that money, okay? Navient is in my pockets every month, regardless of me having kids. They in my pockets every month. So just set yourself up so where you're not stressing yourself out in your 30s and your 40s and your 50s and just live. Like, this is your life. This is not nobody else's life. This is not your credit card's life. This is not your parents' life. This is your life. Figure it out however you want to do it. My name is Shan. I get that you got things that you want and things that you want to do. And you want to do it your way. But (sighs) learn from the shit I did, the shit I tried, and um, see what works for you. Good luck. Deuces. One thing that I forgot to tell y'all was the time that I was working multiple jobs here in Atlanta, going to college full time, working overnights, going straight to class. 
I don't know about y'all, but buses and trains don't run in Atlanta or in Georgia like they do in Philly, like they do in New York. That shit has a cutoff time, and that cutoff time is mad inconvenient. So when I was, like, interning here for, like, Chileo, I was living in College Park. I'm talking about in the areas where buses don't run up that way, like past Wacomal, and I would walk a mile from the bus stop to the house past Wacomal, um, and I would uh, hop on the train at either uh, College Park or by the airport, take the train all the way into Midtown, hop on another bus, take it to Westminster um, Street, go to the office, and, you know, me and O would get so in-depth with the t-shirts and the design and the Photoshop that by the time I left his office, it was like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. And I would hope to God that that bus was coming up to the bus stop so I could catch it. I think one time I missed the bus and um, I had to walk up to where the Publix is past Piedmont to see if I could catch the bus going in the opposite direction to catch the train um, at Art Center. And it was, there was, it was like no one that cared that I got off so fucking late at night and had to walk two miles, three miles to the house from, you know, getting off at Highway 85 in Riverdale and walking into Jonesboro near Kendrick um, Middle School. Uh, I would finish today, tonight, into tomorrow morning and wake up and be in class at 9 a.m. Like, that's the type of fucking sacrifice I was doing from when I lived in Georgia from high school into college after I graduated, going into PA, going into New York and getting home at 3 a.m. or me working at Dooney and Burke in New York and working on Fifth Ave at Hollister doing an overnight, doing stock and um, merchandising and then going home in the Bronx to go take a shower, get dressed, and go to Dudenberg and stand there and sell handbags. Like, that shit was the sacrifice. But I had to do it to appreciate the fact that I'm able to be in my house now in Georgia, have my kids, they're happy, have my car, and only have to work one job. Sacrifices, my G. the end of the day just understand that everybody's experience is a bit different in life and when you're young and it's just you take all the fucking chances you get take all of the opportunities you get to experience something you've never experienced travel um work for different companies uh work in different aspects within that company to appreciate how product gets in the hands of the public. Um, Explore different avenues. Don't box yourself into, oh, I only do just this. Just make sure that if a company wanted to use you today, you have experience in multiple things so you understand what 
kind of employee you may need for this project. You understand what it's going to take for development for it to get from point A to point B to point C. Like companies like to know that you can grind that shit out and get the fucking project done. And the more experience you have, the better, period. So experience, your life experiences, as far as like the struggle part, man, Every you're going to have like different struggles at every moment of your life. It's just if you uh, surpass one thing, it's going to be easier to surpass the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. That's fucking life. Like sometimes it's not going to get easier. Sometimes it's going to be a different perspective of the same shit. That's all I got for y'all. The struggle is real as fuck, but we need it. Thanks for listening still. Got any advice? Cool. Want to comment? Even better. You can reach me at she gets it pod on Twitter and on IG. You can reach me at she gets it pod. And if you don't want to do it that way, because I know a lot of people aren't into IG or Twitter still, you can always email me. And uh, that's at whoishan.com. Thanks for listening. Deuces.